So I've been workshopping this joke. Uh, mm. It goes, so a mushroom and a teddy bear and a snake walk into a barn. And then... Uh-huh. I just don't have a punchline yet. I'll have your pie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 39. All right, so we've got two different timelines. Let me try to stitch them together. The events that occurred at the end of episode 38 happened about the same time that the rest of the Whoop Whoop troop was getting into combat with that wolf that attacked Kyle on the way to his farm. So about eight hours, give or take, has passed since the end of episode 38. The Whoop Whoop troop, you guys have been busy at Kyle's ranch. You had dinner. Uh, you went out to the barn and you found there was a zombified skull in a pit and so you killed it. You, well, it was already dead, but you guys finished it off. And then to celebrate, Kyle gave you a gift and uh, you read some headlines in the Merchant Harbor Gazette. You, you've been having a wonderful time. This is sort of like an after party at Kyle's farmhouse. And you've already kind of seen and met some of the people that work and live there. So now if you want to mingle about, guys, and talk to some different people or explore, feel free to. Do I see the woman who had the odd reaction to my prayer? You do, yeah. Yeah, she had been kind of hanging back in the barn, in the arena. Um, she didn't seem to be terribly interested in what was going on, but she is in the room with you, yes, having a piece of pie. I would like to talk to her. Okay. What is Wendell doing or focusing on? Eating pie. Okay. And it's good pie. And what does Clubhead do? He eats any pie that doesn't have mushrooms in it. <laughs> None of the pie has mushrooms in it. Per he eats all the pies. <laughs> well, he's going to have to fight me. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, not 100% of every pie. He just tries all the pies. Okay, yeah. there's all kinds of different, but there's like four different pies. Perfect. Sweet Jude Gunnis sees you going from pie to pie to pie and sampling a little bit of each one, and she seems to be pleased watching a creature the likes of which she's never seen before eat her pie. Good. I'm glad that I made her feel good. Sweet Jude, where did you learn to cook delicious pie so well? Oh, thank you for asking me. She motions for you. She's like, come into the kitchen and I'll tell you it's too loud out here. <laughs> Wendell joins her in the kitchen. Okay, so this human woman that Silbeth is approaching is in her mid to late 40s. And as Silbeth gets nearer, she has a look of concern or suspicion or fear on her face. I say, uh, uh, hello, may I sit next to you? Yes, sure. Okay. Um, m hello, my name is Silbeth. Oh, uh, hi, Silbeth. This is a little awkward, I guess, but I'm, I, I noticed, uh, when I said my prayer that, uh, that you had, a maybe a little bit of a negative reaction to it. Um, I didn't mean to offend, offend anyone. Uh, do you know about, uh, the God that my tribe worships? She kind of looks around. I'll talk to you, but we have to go somewhere else because I don't want to talk about this in front of anyone else. Okay. Um, do you want to finish your pie first? She just takes it with her. Okay. I'll, ta I'll take mine too and follow her. Okay. <laughs> All right. You uh, go out onto the big wraparound porch where it's much more private and quiet, and uh, she clears her throat. <clears> throat> um, my name is Ferret. Ah. 
I came here with my parents when I was a child, and my father was a miner. He was one of the last group of miners to work the mines before Flark closed them all down. And right before they closed the mines, my father's job was retrieving equipment from deep within the mine. I remember my dad always said that there was a rail system that you could basically take mine carts from the entrance of the mine down to the, the deepest parts of the mine. And one day, my dad was late getting home from work. And when he did get home, he wasn't himself. He was troubled and quiet. And he wouldn't hug me and he wouldn't speak to my mother. Not for a while. She made dinner and he wouldn't eat. He said he wasn't hungry, but that it was okay. That nothing was wrong. It got worse. He wouldn't get out of bed. It was like he was a shell, like he was drained. And so my mother called a cleric who came and he did everything he could. But after hours and hours of praying and rituals, my father was dead. The cleric came out of my father's room and he had in his hand something that my father had drawn in his last moments. It was a serpent's head facing to the right with its mouth open. And my mother asked the cleric, what is this? And he said it was the symbol of an obscure deity worshipped by serpent folk called Nayoko Manene. I'll never forget that name, and tonight was the first time I'd heard it since. All right, well, what do I, what do I make of this? I don't know. What do you make of it? I said, well, Nayoko Manene is not an evil god. We believe in the natural circle of life, but I've... I, I've never heard of anyone corrupting that in Nayoko Manene's name. That's a that's a terrible story. I'm I'm so sad to hear about that. Do I know from the description of the symbol what what that symbol represents? It would be like the symbol of your deity. Okay. You know, much like you know any other deity would have a symbol. You know. I feel really horrible for you. And do you think somebody poisoned him or cast a spell on his mind or something? Well, here's some things that I know about the mines. Uh, There are a lot of things down there that are dangerous, and uh, I think also including undead, possibly. The only thing I can think of is that my race is both naturally resistant to poison and, and can produce poison. I'm curious if perhaps one of my race was corrupted or turned undead and killed him that way. You know, I, I, I guess it's possible that there are certainly people of my race that are evil. Do you know, is the, is the cleric that was brought to your house still around here? No. Like so many people, when the mines closed, they just left. You know, we're going to go down into the mines at some point and... I can try to find out for you and, and tell you what I find. Okay. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out, and that's to go down there. And at some point, we are planning on doing that. I assume that he saw this symbol in the mine somewhere? Yeah, and I put my hand on her shoulder and say, I will get to the bottom of this. If there's any way to, I will do it. And I, I wish you peace. Meanwhile, Wendell walks into the kitchen with sweet Judy Gunnis. She says, uh, pull up a chair. Yes, yes, I shall. It's been quite a day. Do you want some more pie? 
Yes, of course I do. All right. She cuts a little slab of like some sort of peach pie. Delicious. Amazing. How did you learn how to do this? Well, minotaurs like myself aren't exactly known for their cuisine, Mm. but it was many, many years ago that I came here to Crow Island. You see, I was raised by dwarves, and those dwarves were miners, and they came here to Crow Island to work for the Flark Mines. Oh, wow. How did you end up being raised by by dwarves? It is a sad story. You see, my mother was killed by a trophy hunter when I was a calf. I escaped and hid in a cave, but after a few days, I became desperate for food. I approached an encampment of dwarves, and as luck would have it, they took me in. You see, minotaurs have a special ability. We cannot get lost on a path already trod. As you can imagine, working in a mine with dwarves, this is a useful ability. The dwarves taught me to cook, but they were my family. What happened to all the dwarves? Um, they're all gone now. But I don't want to talk about that. Those days are sad. I'm here with Kyle now, and that's that. No sense in talking of the past. Yes, yes, that's right. Can I get you some more pie? Of course, yes, please. She gets you another piece of pie. So, uh, you know, let's just say that um, some people needed to go down into the mine and um, needed a guide. Would, uh... You know, would, uh, can you think of anyone? Um, nobody is supposed to go down in the mines. It's cursed. Let's just say, uh, someone was going to sketch a map of the, uh, mines. Was that, is that something that you could possibly assist with because of your knowledge of what it, uh, looks like? Uh, that brings me great sorrow. Well, you wouldn't... I don't want to speak about these things anymore. Uh, yeah. More All right. pie? Have, yes, more pie, yes. She cuts you a piece of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb. Oh wow. You're too. You're too kind. This is. <laughs> whew, I'm getting full, but not full enough. <laughs> Meanwhile, out in the uh, out in the dining room, Clubhead, what are you doing? Is there anyone else in the dining room with me? Actually, uh, you're kind of on one end of the dining room. You're more like in the sitting uh, parlor, and Kyle actually comes up to you. He says, "We should talk about a land called Tan." Oh yeah, I love talking about him. Your friend, um, Wendell, is it? Uh, yeah, Wendell the Wombat. He was spying on my conversation with Alain Coltan, and Coltan got pretty upset when he caught him. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that none of you are in his good graces. Uh, I take another bite of pie and say, Uh-huh, yep, that's pretty accurate. Um, one could say that I want to destroy him and everything he holds dear. Um, um. I have to be honest, Clubhead. Uh, I need his ships to get my livestock to the mainland. Oh. I need his ships to import supplies and import merchandise to sell. I need his ships. Uh-huh. All of the people here on my ranch depend on a land called Tan and his ships to export and import. Oh. In fact, everybody on this island depends on those ships. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, that sucks for all of you. <laughs> Uh, perhaps maybe when he's dead, someone else can, you know, help you out with the ship thing. But there's nobody else. I mean, prior to the Dragon Turtle, there was some competition, but all the other shipping companies threw in the towel. Even with the Dragon Turtle dead, though, there's pirates, 
and the pirates fear Kaltan, so they give him a pass. So any competition, unfortunately, just doesn't want to take any risks. So, uh-huh. you know. Uh, but by the way, like you, you said you're going to kill him? Is that what I heard you say? He's a nasty man who destroyed my family. So, you know, obviously that's what I'm going to do. Destroy him back. (laughs) People have tried before and those people have disappeared. Huh. Yeah, well, um, it's kind of a long-term plan. It's not something I'm going to do like tomorrow or anything. Oh, Uh, Oh, good, good. So, yeah, you got got time, but you might want to consider alternative options. Uh, But it's interesting that you refer to him this way, kind of like he's a necessary evil. Hmm. And what are your thoughts on uh, Mayor Schellenberg? Pause right there. Back into the kitchen. Wendell the Wombat, uh, you're standing in front of Sweet Jude Gunnis. <laughs> well, I think I've had enough pie. So uh, what else do you do besides cook around here? That's it. I just cook. Oh, wow. I love it. It's the best. I don't have to go into mines or mazes or underground labyrinths. You don't have to think about those things. Right. I don't have to relive the painful past. That's great. Well, you know, let's just say hypothetically that, um, you know, someone could hypnotize you (laughs) um, and get you to describe the mines in detail, but you would wake up and not even remember any of it. Uh, (laughs) That'd be something that uh, you'd be interested in. I don't know. I mean, it sounds kind of far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Well, um, could I get like a uh, doggy bag for some of this uh, delicious pie? Oh, yeah, just have a pie. She hands you a cherry pie. <laughs> oh, thank you, cherry. Wow, yum. This is great. Well, I'll take this back to our house that we're staying at. Uh, anything fun to do around here for the night? I like to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, sleep. <laughs> You're all battered up and bruised. Yeah, I know. Uh, is there anybody around here who can help me? You should rest. I'll do that. Not really sensing much, much chemistry between these two. Uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Clubhead, uh, you were saying? What are your thoughts on Mayor Schellenberg? Uh, he's fine. Why? Well, you know, him and uh, Alain Coltan don't really get along very much, and uh, I figured maybe Mayor Schellenberg could uh, figure out what to do with his ships once he's gone. I don't know. I kind of see them both as uh, different sides of the same coin. Like, I need Coltan's ships. I need Schellenberg to be whatever he is. Just keep the town going and keep things wonderful here on Crow Island, you know? That would be great, right? If everything was wonderful... Perhaps maybe if both of them were gone, then everything would be a little bit better. That's a lot of change. And honestly, the status quo is working out for me. So kind of want to keep it the way that things are. Yeah. If you catch my meaning. I think I do catch your meaning, (laughs) Kyle. Good. I'm glad we I'm glad you see things my way. Yeah, definitely. You are my friend and uh, you are definitely not going to be added to my list of people to get rid of on this island. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Great. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and uh, Silbeth, as you're out on the porch with Ferret, you notice the sounds and the aroma of rain starting to creep toward you, and it's getting to be late, so uh, what do you guys do? Well, I think uh, before I go to bed, I might actually go out and uh, stand in the rain for a while. It'll remind me of home. Yeah. What, what does uh, Wendell do? Um... Check out that spell book. Make sure that I understand uh, exactly what Chill Touch does and how to use it. (laughs) 
Clubhead, what do you do? Clubhead is going to look and see if he can find any sort of uh, mold in any of the walls or foundations of uh, this farm. It'll take you a while to make your way through all of the different cracks and crevices. Just need to stop once I find one colony. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, 13. After about an hour, you do find a corner where there's a tiny little clump of mushrooms growing. I will use one of my fungal flourish charges to speak with the fungus. Uh, hello there, little colony. Uh, brother fungus, what's up, mushroom man? Hey, hey, how's it hanging? Yeah, it's going. Okay, good. Um, so listen, um, you, uh, know of any, uh, any black molds or any really nasty kind of, uh, funguses that the humans don't like around here? No, they take pretty good care of this place. In fact, I'm pretty lucky to be here. Because oh. they oftentimes will re- they'll paint over things. They scrape things off the walls. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really unfortunate. Uh, poor Meatwad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out where, where that was from. Like, where I, rec- where I recognized it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it wasn't a conscious choice. It was a good choice. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of your spores if you don't mind, and I'm gonna go spread you around a little bit. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Do take me outside. I like being outside. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna start scraping up some of it, and I'm gonna strategically put it all around the, you know wherever I can in this place. I want to really infest his uh, farm. (laughs) Okay, well, you're doing that. It'll probably take you about an hour to do it, but you don't sleep, so that makes sense. (laughs) Exactly. Silbeth, you're standing in the rain, and uh, it starts coming down pretty heavy. Uh, All right, I will... um, I'll I'll make a quick prayer to Nyoko Manene and say, uh, help help me understand that you weren't a part of this tragic death and thanks for everything you give. That reduces your stress level, your emotional stress level, to zero again. All right. And then I'll uh, I'll head to bed then. All right. And then what does Wendell do? Um, after studying the spell book for a while, just uh, going to go to bed and try to heal up. Wendell goes to bed. He falls asleep. Silbeth goes to bed, falls asleep. Clubhead, you're still out wandering in the rain, the pouring rain now, uh, looking for a little sheltered spots in the shadows where you can put some spores here. Give me a perception check. Sure. Uh, 14. You start to hear some thunder, and uh, while you're out doing this task, some lightning starts flashing. It's very dark. There's no external light on this farm. You don't have dark vision, correct, or do you? It looks like I don't. I also don't have light. That's strange. It's strange for a uh, construct. That would work in the mines, but... Uh, yeah, it looks like they don't have dark vision. Interesting. So I would probably have a torch, because I, I should have some torches. Unfortunately, it is raining so heavy that the torch keeps going out. Uh-huh. So you're kind of working off of the uh, lightning that is occasionally uh, flashing and giving you a sense of where you are and what's around you. And as you're walking around, putting these spores into different places, you see a figure. Oh that is walking around near the barn. It's a humanoid, quite tall, but maybe six or seven feet tall. Wow, that's tall for a humanoid. It's taller than anybody else that you've seen at the farm. Yeah. All right, well, um, I'm going to 
take an opportunity to sneak over there. See if I can follow them. See what they're up to. Give me a stealth check. 24. Oh, you sneak over to the barn. Your intention is to just observe, like uh, get close enough that I can see what they look like and see what they're up to. Uh, you sneak over and you're watching this figure trudge along making their way behind this big barn around the property. Uh, You get close enough to see that they're wearing some pieces of heavy armor. They're carrying a shield. Okay. (laughs) And then they round the corner of the barn and you lose sight of them. Well, I'm going to follow. This is very, very intriguing. All right. Give me another stealth check. Okay. Another 24. (laughs) Wow. Amazingly. Check. Check for shambling. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're closer than you were before. They don't seem to see you. Uh, and that's when you notice that this is a Goliath. Huh. And they're bald and they're pale and their exposed skin is covered in black tattoos. Okay. These tattoos look familiar. This Goliath looks familiar. It's Glory on Glory Seeker. Oh. Glory on Glory Seeker. Oh. Can, can you remind? That's one of the heroes that went down into the uh, mines, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he went was down the, there yeah. with Nikita Blade and Alphonse Derpader. Yeah, he was one of the guys that just came back recently. No, Alphonse said he died in the mines. Oh, oh, interesting. Your check for shambling was successful. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> check for shambling. Well. Or, or check for signs of resurrection. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, does... I, I'm gonna look and study him. Is he moving like a zombie would? Alright, give me one uh, survival check. Survival. Okay. 22. You're asking me for all the things I'm good at. <laughs> oh, good. Alright, so as you're watching from seclusion, peering around the corner of this barn, you see, yes, they are moving in a way that is... Indicative of being undead. <laughs> this, this is all going to go wrong. <laughs> Thank you for that. Aaron. Well, and wait. So they uh, and they still have, they still have their armor on. Yeah. So does that mean this is the one from the mines? Probably. Yeah. So I'm wondering what's drawing them to this area. He's going around the barn. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep following. I'm going to see where he. Ends up. Give me one more stealth check. Okay. Because <laughs> you keep having to move. You have to keep moving out of your cover and then moving back into cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, here it goes. Okay. A 15. Right. Not bad. As they are walking around, too, it does seem like, unlike a lot of undead, they are kind of trying to look around to see what's around them. Oh. Yeah. It has a mind. A mind! I just had a crazy idea. Maybe these are all fungus-based undead. Could be. Yeah. You guys didn't investigate the body of Skull. But, Clubhead, as you uh, creep around the uh, final corner of the barn, you see this is an undead glory-on-glory seeker 
He's got a shield in one hand. He has a long sword that's in a hilt on his belt, and he is sliding open the front door of the barn <laughs> when a tremendous lightning bolt comes cracking down, not far from the farm, lighting up the entire area for a full three seconds, and that's when he turns and locks eyes with you. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, boy. Whoops. You better just... Uh... Light the barn on fire. Yeah. Would you say I got a short rest? You got a short rest. You all did. And some of you are a half an hour into getting a long rest. That's going to be helpful because that means I get my wild shapes back. So that'll be a big deal. Clubhead and the zombified glory on glory seeker are going to roll initiative. Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay. My initiative, I rolled a seven. So did a zombie glory seeker. Hey! Your seven is a hair higher because of your dexterity bonus, so you get to go first. Huzzah! How far away is he from me? Would you think that Clubhead would stay within 30 feet, like for most spells, or would he try to stay further than that? Well, due to these sort of like... uh, the visual conditions, I think I would have to be kind of close. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you're kind of close. So you could yeah. you could close the distance within your movement. All right. I'm going to use symbiotic entity. This is, uh, you know, my ability that sort of like uh, I can use instead of wild shape. Uh, so all sorts of uh, protective hardened mushrooms begin to sprout all over my body. How many of those do you get? per long rest. Well, those actually reset on a short rest uh, because it uses my wild shape uh, charges. Uh Those come back on a short rest. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my action, and I'm just going to uh, shillelagh as my bonus action, and I'm just going to brace myself for the inevitable zombie charge. The zombified glory seeker, Goliath, with his sword and shield, looks at you for a moment turns around and continues walking away from you. Oh. Interesting. So, is he walking away from the uh, barn, then? He's walking from the barn toward the house. Interesting. Okay. Well, now I feel bad that I'm going to attack this guy. (laughs) I, I shout out to him in the rain, Glorion! Hey! What are you doing here? And I, I like, run up towards him. When you shout at him, he stops walking and turns, but he doesn't respond. What do you do for your action? I just ready uh, an attack with my shillelagh in case he uh, rushes me. You ready your action. Glorion, zombie, turns and continues to walk away from you. Mm. (laughs) You're outside, the rain is coming down, it's windy, it's noisy, there's thunder. I'm gonna give Wendell and Silbeth a perception check with disadvantage if they want to have a chance to wake up. If they would prefer to stay sleeping and get their long rest, they can do that. Can we hold this opportunity? Yeah, like if we hear screaming or something, <laughs> then maybe. Yeah, I can give you give you an opportunity to make a perception check whenever you like. Because I think, I think I'm going to hold it depending on how this begins to play out. Okay. Clubhead, give me a perception check with disadvantage as well. 18, even with disadvantage. The rain is drenching you, Clubhead, but you are able to see that... Glorion is not raising his sword toward you at all. In fact, uh, he continues to walk away. Okay. I'm gonna just 
follow him. All right. Yeah, I'm just really curious where the heck he's going. <laughs> you continue to follow him, and he walks toward the house, and then he stops at the house, looks at the house for a moment, and then continues away from the house toward the road that leads to Merchant Harbor. Oh, dear. I mean, he's an undead. He's a zombie. Like, why is he not attacking anyone? Why is he not attacking me? I'm so curious about this, but I can't just let him get away. You know, if he goes down that road and he goes into town, like, he's going to get away. So uh, as much as it pains me to do it, I think I'm going to have to stop him. And the only way I know how to do that is by re-killing him. So. <laughs> well, before you do that, as he's approaching the road, uh-huh. that's when you see another figure oh. emerge from the brush near the road. Okay. And it's another undead skull. Uh-uh. But this one seems a little fresher than the one that was in the pit. And this one is not unarmed. He's holding a great axe. Oh, my gosh. And they basically converge on one another and then start walking side by side with their backs to you going toward Merchant Harbor. Okay, so one zombie glory on glory seeker, maybe I could take, but two, I don't think I can take. So I, I rush back to where they're sleeping and I start shaking Wendell violently. Wake up, oh, Wendell! What? What is happening? Oh my God. Uh, mother. <laughs> Stop sleeping! Whoa, Zubeth! Hey, there's zombies around! Are, are we going to get into a fight? What's happening? Zombies! Oh, I was having the best dreams. Why did you wake uh, no me up? No time to explain. Get your clothes on. We gotta go find these zombies. Crazy. Zombies. Okay, so I saw Gloria Glory Seeker. He was, he was sneaking around the the, uh, the barn, right? And I went after him, and it turns out he's a zombie. But he didn't attack me for some reason. Instead, he started walking on the road into town. And then I saw another zombie skull. Another zombie skull. Interesting. Yeah, except this one had his axe. No, it wasn't the same axe that that you saw that Skull has. It's sort of shaped like a shovel. The the living skull that's in town. It was uh, seemed like a kind of a fresher great axe. All right, good. <laughs> that, that, I was about to be sad, <laughs> real sad. Uh, well, this one was armed with an axe, a great axe. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're both going into town, and we maybe have to stop them. Clubhead, if we have to get in a fight, I have I have basically no spells left. I will be completely useless. As will I. I can't do anything except maybe, I don't know, dig a hole around them or something and get killed. What? If only Bonnie were here. He doesn't need stupid spells. That's true. Are you not going to help me then? <laughs> well, I, I mean... I, I guess we shouldn't just let zombies run into town. Um, I've got my weapons, I guess, so, all right. I've got my weapons. I always carry them with me. They're on my body. Wendell, are, are you talking about your cute little tushy? Yeah, my tushy and my claws, my body and my maws. <laughs> Were you dreaming in poetry? And more in songs, more in, like, popular songs. <laughs> is, is Wendell considering a multi-class into Bard? <laughs> what is going on? Now multi-class into pop star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys have not had your long rest, obviously. You were able to pick up a short rest to replenish hit points and that sort of thing. It is really storming now, a lot. The wind is howling. The lightning is cracking with great fervor. And uh, visibility is going to be really awful with this heavy, heavy rain. So you can go off now and search for 
the zombie glory seeker and the zombie skull that you, that Clubhead had seen heading on the road. Or you could stay and try to get a long rest and then go. Uh, you guys together as a group would have discussed, well, how long would it take to walk to Merchant Harbor from here? It would take quite a while. You'd have at least eight hours because it takes you like three hours, four hours to get to Kyle's ranch on horseback. Okay. Wow. My horse is still with us. What about Silbeth and uh, Wendell's horses? Well, Wendell had a goat named Buffy, but it ran away and then it won a race that the wizard Weary had put put a magical contraption on it. So <laughs> I haven't retrieved it yet. I believe Chubbs ran away. I believe. I think Chubbs would find her way back to the stable most likely but i do not have a horse okay i say we finish sleeping and you know make sure we're fully charged for tomorrow grab some mounts maybe um maybe uh what's his face will help us kyle the far- yeah kyle what were these zombies doing clubhead that's the weird part they were just walking around and and looking at things hmm. and uh the zombie glorion he even saw me and uh he didn't attack me or nothing I thought I was about to get in a fight. So, like, a- as a player, I'm wondering if those undead were under the control of something. D- does my character have any insight like that? I think Wendell Wendell would have some insight on that, wouldn't he? Absolutely. You'd have the potential for great insight. I think, uh, you know, an, an arcana check or a religion check would give us an idea of what you might be able to discern. And that would go for Clubhead, too. Oh, wow. Bad roll. 10. 14. 22. There it is. So, Wendell, your understanding is that zombies would attack anything living and would attack a living creature just because. Clubhead, that seems to track with what you understand about zombies in general and the undead. But, Silbeth, you believe that there could be some special effects on these particular zombies. And it may be tied somehow to the magic inherent of Crow Island. There's something here that makes some spell effects different. Right. You know, there's been all this talk of necromancy, et cetera, et cetera. I'm curious if these zombies might actually be controlled by a necromancer uh, to make them not behave like normal zombies. With a 22 on your arcana check, and thinking of that question specifically, this would be different than a necromancy spell like Animate Dead. Okay. It would be Animate Dead with a little juice on it. Right. The, The way that they behaved would give you the impression that they were given a task to do, which feels different than the zombie skull you fought in the pit, which just seemed to be aggressive for no reason. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass those thoughts on to the others. Okay. I say, it just feels to me, boys, like somebody is has given these zombies at some kind of task if they're behaving that way. Ooh. Fascinating. What do you think? Sounds about right to me. We just need to find out who and what this task is before they hurt someone. Yes, Yes, definitely. definitely. Or maybe we should just go straight to the tower 
and see if we can figure out what's going on there, and then I can learn more information about how to do it myself. I don't think we should go to the tower with without Bunny coming back, do you? No, he was very excited about going to that tower. He'd be very disappointed if we went without him. That's a good point. We, sh- we, 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 we need to take Bunny. Well, and you also left Bunny in Merchant Harbor, and there's some zombies on their way there. It would be kind of shitty to leave him to deal with that. That'd be super shitty. What's wrong yeah, with you? Shitty. You're <laughs> shitty, Wendell. Well, I just really... I I didn't get a good night's sleep. I, was, I, I didn't sleep at all, and I, I just wanted to, you know... <laughs> I'm not thinking straight. You're right. I, I know. I know how you feel. The thought. The thought of me going out without proper spells. I is very frightening. But I think in this case we have to get past that fear and all right. Try to stop these zombies or at least see what they're doing. I just really want to investigate this magic and find out what's going on. But I guess I can have a little bit of patience. I'm I'm with you. But um, I really want to get a good night's sleep though. Yeah, it's stormy outside. They're moving slow, they're on foot. We'll rest up, we'll borrow some horses and goats from Kyle, and we'll ride into town and maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to stop them before they do something bad. Perfect. Yeah. Wendell immediately falls back down on the bed and goes to sleep. I spank Wendell's bottom. <laughs> Gently. Spank me to sleep? Just like a good night spank. I thought you said you you painted. <laughs> Yeah, like an Easter egg. I paint as well. I mean, I don't have to sleep, so I guess I could just stand there and paint it. <laughs> I'll paint an angry face on it. That way, when you're in a tunnel facing your butt towards an enemy, they see an angry face. All right, give me a performance check. I got a five. Oh, no. Uh, it doesn't even look like a face. Ugh, yuck. You're still not sure what other people's faces look like. (laughs) Okay, so you guys are able to settle back down and get a full eight hours of long rest. So congratulations, you are all rested up. And not quite to level five. But soon, you feel it. Wendell, you've made some major breakthroughs in your spellbook, so you're almost there. Uh, and Silbeth, you, at, in your slumber, you started to have visions and dreams. You don't remember what any of them were, but you know that that's how you achieve a higher level of power, is through your dreams. They inform how your spells come to you, so you know you're on the cusp as well. And Clubhead, the fungus that you put around the farm, overnight, thanks to this wonderful rain, has sprouted fruiting bodies all over the place. So as you guys get up and out of the little cabin, you see these mushrooms are everywhere. Nice. It's like a 5G network. (laughs) Perfect. All right, so what do you guys do? We approach Kyle and ask him for mounts. If what you say is true about more zombies, yeah, take, take these horses. Good luck. He sends you off on your way. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle, honestly, he was described as just a piece of shit, a dick, and he's become one of my favorite NPCs. I love Kyle. I don't know why people were describing him that way. He's been nothing but a gentleman to us. Yeah, and throwing us in a pit with a zombie. Betting that we might die. But, you know, he, we did, we deserved it for what we did to him, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, now we have to start spreading the good word about Kyle, and then he'll get murdered, and uh, <laughs> we won't have to do that anymore. Right. <laughs> The ground is saturated from last night's rain, and as you make haste on your borrowed mounts, tracking the Goliath and Tortle footprints is easy enough. 
riding hard for two hours brings you to the outskirts of Merchant Harbor, and it's there that you see those tracks leave the roadway, venturing a bit south. The tracks appear to be only an hour or two old at this point, and as you continue to follow them through the small farms and properties on the outskirts of town, you realize they're headed straight for the back door of the repository, <gasps> Madame Schmoopy's place. Oh no. The zombies are coming for Schmoopy. <laughs> Our resurrections. They're either coming for Schmoopy or all all the body parts that she keeps. Oh yes, that makes more sense. We gotta we gotta stop them. Do we see them anywhere? Everybody give me a perception check. 10, 11, 21. First of all, you don't see the zombies anywhere. The tracks you follow lead almost directly up to the back door of Madame Schmoopy's house you notice that her back door seems to be damaged. Oh, no. Kind of hanging off the hinges a little bit. Oh no. Guys, we're too late. They've damaged her door. They've committed property damage. They will pay for this. Yes, they will. I don't think they have jobs though. They're zombies. Maybe she could have them work though. Work off the damage. At least when I broke in, I went down in the basement and did it where no one can see. Yeah, you only damaged the foundation of her home. Right. Boys, perhaps we should stop talking and get in there. Oh, yes. <laughs> I rush in. Well, you try to rush in. Oh. Clubhead, when you grab the door handle and pull and push on it, you realize somebody has nailed boards into the other side of the door frame and door as if to secure it after it was broken. Oh, well, looks like she already hired a not very good contractor <laughs> to fix a door for her. I guess I'll knock on the wooden slabs. All right, you knock. You wait. There is no answer from Madame Schmoopy inside. Schmoopy, we want to make sure you're okay. We've got chocolate. Give me a deception check, because I know that's not true. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe it's true. Uh, still no answer, though. Boys, I have a feeling it's one of two things. Either I think Madame Schmoopy is up to something bad, or... Or there's someone in her place uh, that has restrained her or harmed her and then barred the doors. Either way, I think we should break in. I agree. She used to date that necromancer. Maybe he finally came for her. Yeah. I mean, it, do it doesn't seem likely that she would have called the zombies there and let them break down her door and then repaired it. So... It's probably bad for her. All right, well, here we go. I shillelagh up my staff and I begin wailing on the boards. Wail on the Woo! boards. 21 to hit for eight damage. All right, you bust off uh, three of the boards. You got another four or five to go. It makes a pretty loud noise. Bam, 23 to hit for six damage. All right, you knock off all but one remaining board. Yeah. 10 to hit for 9 damage. So you break through all of these boards, making a hell of a lot of noise in the process, and just as that last board lets loose, the sheriff, Dandy Griffin, lands behind you and says, Now what on earth are you boys doing? I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> Silbeth. What on earth are you all doing? <laughs> <laughs> Madam Schmoopy's in danger, or maybe she's in league with the necromancer. We don't really know, but we're worried because we saw some, our clubhead saw some zombies, and they were coming towards town, and then this door was broken, and we tracked them into, the, they could be in the house right now, Dandy Griffin. We need your help. Did you follow all that? I know, barely caught some of it, but 
Well, you, you're breaking into the repository. Well, it was already broken. It was already smashed through all the way. Well, it's still somebody else's property. Looks like those boards were put up from the inside. So we shouldn't check and make sure that Madam Schmoopy's okay? You're a lawman, perhaps you should be the one to do it. You could just deputize us again, real quick. Well, actually, I, I'm glad I found you guys, because Batama said go find Wendell. She needs to talk to Wendell right away. Oh no, maybe the zombies are attacking Batama. <laughs> she's getting attacked by a zombie, and she's like, hey, Sheriff, <laughs> go get Wendell so you can save me from these zombies. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, you could do whatever you want. If you think you gotta go into Schmoopy's house, fine, I'll deputize you to do it. But Batama seemed really upset. You do what you want, and I step into the into the repository. Alright, Wendell uh, immediately rushes off to go help Batama. <laughs> oh no! Alright, what does Clubhead do? Oh gosh, um... I think... I, definitely going in with Silmeth. Okay. The sheriff says, do you want me to give you a ride over to Batamas? Oh, yes, please. That would be much quicker. All right. He grabs your shoulders with his talons and lifts off the ground, flaps <laughs> his wings, and carries you. Uh, he's gentle. He doesn't, like, pierce your flesh. Uh, he gently takes you over there. While uh, you're doing that, Silbeth and Clubhead burst into the back door of the repository. And give me a perception check, the both of you. 13. Also 13. As you enter the darkened repository, uh, you are in sort of a kitchen and dining room area. It's a small room. The smell of food is still hanging in the air. You see that there is a plate on the table with some food on it that is left unfinished. Some chairs are on the floor, fallen over or knocked over, as if someone was surprised here. Uh oh Signs of a struggle. Yeah, this this seems odd. Oh, wait. The, sh the sheriff left? Is that right? Yeah, the sheriff went to take Wendell to Batamas. Okay. He deputized you, though. Yeah, I say that looks a little odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Madam Schmoopy! We're in your home, but we're deputized, so it's not illegal! After you say that, you hear heavy footsteps, like they're running up wooden stairs. And all of a sudden, there's Madame Schmoopy in the doorway to the kitchen. <gasps> Excuse me? You were deputized to come and help me? Y yeah, yeah. We noticed that uh, your dog got knocked down and uh, and there's signs of a struggle. I point to the overturned chairs. Uh, were you attacked by zombies? Oh, uh, was I attacked by zombies? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact... Two horrid zombies burst through my back door while I was enjoying a late-night snack. I've dealt with them. They are no worry. <laughs> I'd like to make an insight check on that. I would like you to make an insight check on that. <laughs> a natural one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got a nine. Uh, I shouldn't have left. <laughs> she doesn't look like she's injured. She doesn't look like she's been injured. Her explanation seems plausible that she's dealt with them. All right. Well, in order to be thorough, I would like you to give me a detailed description of the attackers. One of them was an undead version of our very own Skull. Animated, I'm sure, uh, from one of his fallen corpses. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. Yeah. And what about the other? 
And the other one was Glory on Glory Seeker, whose toe I still have on my shelf. All right, all right, that checks out. Um, uh, did, did you happen to leave their bodies around uh, so that we can uh, take them in for evidence? I left them in my basement. Okay, well, we're going to have to go down there and, uh, and take a look at their bodies. Okay. She says. Right, Officer Silbeth? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to roleplay this natural one. <laughs> uh, it probably is part of our job, but I, I don't know. She, she's she got everything under control. I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'll follow your lead, Clubhead. Okay. All right, well, I shall lead you to the basement then. While she's doing that, Wendell lands just outside of Batima's Hillside Inn. And the sheriff says, Oh... I'm going to go take a nap. I'm just so dang tired anymore. Uh, i got to go get some sleep. Thank you, Sheriff. You've been working very hard. Good job. And he takes off. I run inside. Find Batima. I say, we cannot stay oh, in a place such as this. Why so much noise? You run inside, and uh, Batima is wrangling a room full of people. Uh, not only does she have a couple of guests there who are at the front counter demanding a refund, there's smoke hanging in the air. And you see Roger and Buttercup Oakcrest. Buttercup seems very upset. Roger seems like he's been beat up. You see the Dread Pirate Jed sitting in a corner with his arm in a sling and bruises and cuts all over him. Uh, he seems to be just like dazed sitting uh, on an old chair and Batima looks very concerned and worried until she sees Wendell. Wendell! Oh, thank goodness you're here! Oh, I need your help. Batima, what's going on? What What's happened? Oh, Wendell, I don't know where to begin. Roger and Buttercup showed up here with the Dread Pirate Jed. He and Roger been beat up real bad. Had some it stolen from them, they said. And then Buttercup said they got kicked out of the Gilded Cane because she started a fire in his kitchen. And now she's started a fire in me kitchen, too. I, I can't deal with all this, Wendell. you got to go find Bunny. He can solve that problem and then get them all out. Out of here. They were kicked out of the Gilded Cane. Oh no, we've been doing advertising for wrestling over there. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for them, but they can't stay here. Uh, now, that if anyone shows up, they won't be able to. <laughs> oh no. Do any of you know where Bunny is? Buttercup says, Oh, Wendell, the last time I saw Bunny, he was trying to sort things out with Zark Coppertop because of the fire I started there. And then he went off to go find Roger. And Roger, he went to go down to Mebay to find our gold that we had in a little treasure chest. It was all we had, Wendell. And then Roger pipes up. Me and Jed went down to the old ruins of our place and we dug around and we found that treasure chest. And then we went back up to town. And Chad, that old drunken fool, wanted to spend some of that gold celebrating at the Greasy Lizard. And then these two gnolls came in, and Jed started a fight with them, and they beat us up and took our money. But I don't know where Bunny is. I haven't seen him in days. You haven't seen him in days? No, I, I haven't seen him in days. And, and nobody knows where he went? Well, Buttercup said she saw him yesterday, like, mid-morning. That was when... She sent him to Mebay to find Roger. So he went down to Mebay to find you, but he never, you guys never saw him? Yeah, that's right. Oh no. So the last time he was seen was when he went down to Mebay Estates, and that was yesterday morning. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yes, that's true. 
All right. Now, meanwhile, back at the repository, uh, you guys are led down into the basement, and it's in the basement that you find the bodies of formerly undead Skull and the uh, body of the formerly undead and currently dead Glory on Glory Seeker. Oh, yep, there they are. Um, I'm I'm just gonna look and see if they have uh, anything interesting on them, like that that great axe, for example. The great axe and the sword and the shield are all lying in a pile near them. As you investigate the bodies, uh, give me an investigation check. That'd be a six. I'm a great police officer, detective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everything looks like it's in order, um, madam. All right, Silbeth, uh, Silbeth can give me an investigation check too, since she's there. 22. Oh, nice. Well, you determine a couple of things that Clubhead can't. Uh, first of all, you determine that it looks like th- there was radiant damage dealt to both of these dead bodies. And you notice that there is a key, uh, a large brass key, hanging on a cord or string around the undead Glory on Glory Seeker's neck. And does that ring any bells with me at, like from from the Flark book that I read or anything like that? It doesn't. I, I say to uh, Shmoopy, do you know what that key is? She looks at the key. Uh, I'm afraid I don't. Hmm. I think we will have to uh, confiscate it for uh, investigative purposes. Hmm. I have no problem with that. And I take it. Would you like us to get a forensics team in here to, uh, you know, take the bodies out of your basement and such? As much as I am comfortable having an entire house full of pieces of bodies, uh, they've all been preserved in a way that doesn't stink the joint up. If you could remove these corpses and deal with them, I would be appreciative. Oh, okay. It's unfortunate that our strongest party member, the wizard, (laughs) is uh, not here. (laughs) I believe I'm the second strongest, so the the sorcerer. (laughs) Even the pro wrestler seems to be lacking. (laughs) Gets exhausted easily. I say, uh, why do you think they came here? Well... If you ask me, I think it has something to do with my ex-boyfriend, Maddox. Oh? Do you think he's still alive? Well, who else would have done this? They came here to kill me. Wow. I would like you both to make an insight check. Okay, Madam Schmoofy, we will. Uh, (laughs) 24. 17. 24. All right. Uh, With a 17, you uh, both pass this insight check. There's something more to this story. She's not telling you. Meanwhile, back at the Hillside Inn, what do you do, Wendell? Well, I don't want to rush after Bunny without my friends, so I think it's time for me to... Well, uh, first of all, Batama, is there anything else you need help with? Otherwise, I should go start the search for Bunny. Well, how long will these people be staying here at the Hillside Inn? I don't have that many rooms available. Well, after we find Bunny, we'll try to work out the situation with Zark Coppertop because we need that space for our performances. He threatened to kill me, says Buttercup. Oh, uh, he's prone to exaggeration. I'm sure he was just... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the heat of the moment kind of thing. I don't think Zark Coppertop could actually kill anyone. So you have nothing to be All afraid right. of. So do you head back to the repository? Yeah, I'm going to head back to the guys. She says, All right, Wendell, uh, I'll try to hold down the fort here and figure this all out. 
Th thanks. I will. I'll figure out a different place for them to stay. I don't want your business to be ruined. Oh, that's wonderful. You care about me. <laughs> I do. You leave the uh, hillside in, and as you rush toward the repository, you pass by the old vacant lot that uh, Muty used to live underneath, and you see that it's all framed up. They've really begun construction there on this building that Alain Coltan is putting up. And as you uh, get closer to the repository, you see a figure standing at the front door of the repository. Give me a perception check. 17. It is Alain Coltan, and he is pounding on the front door of the repository. Now, you have a choice here. You can go to the front door. Obviously, Schmoopy is not answering the front door. Or you can go to the back door of the repository, where you guys have, like, broken in through the boards already. Um, I want to talk to Alain Coltan briefly. All right. You approach the repository. Coltan sees you and says, You. You know what's going on here, don't you? Going on where? What are you talking about? I saw you outside of my office. You were snooping. And then I sent Kyle down to go get Celine. And he didn't do it. She came back. I said, you go find them. She headed out to Kyle's. Hasn't been seen since. That's not like Celine. She and I had a deal. Hmm. Now I can't get into Schmoopy. Well, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Say, is this place for rent? No. Not to you. Well, it wouldn't be to me. It would be to other people. No. It's not available to anyone. Not anyone you know. You're on thin ice, rat. <laughs> um, I'm not a rat. And if you say that again, you'll regret it. Mm, he clenches his jaw. He clenches his fists. He's fighting the urge to say it again. But for some reason, he restrains himself. <laughs> Fine. Just know that you and I are not finished. And he turns around and briskly walks away. Now, meanwhile, down in the basement of the repository, uh, you guys are talking and you're investigating what's happened there. And uh, so you don't hear the pounding on the door upstairs. Uh, it's very quiet down in the basement. It must be insulated or something. Well, uh, Wendell, as soon as um, Coltan leaves the front door, what do you do? Um... I will go uh, around the building, I guess. All right. And you make your way inside. You kind of see that there appears to have been a struggle in the kitchen area. And as you make your way through the rest of the building, you can hear uh, talking coming from uh, downstairs as they continue their investigation of the, the bodies and stuff. And so Wendell comes trotting down the stairs as you guys are all down there. Hello. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Speak of the Wendell and he shall appear. Oh, you found the zombies. Yeah. We catch him up to speed on what happened. Oh, it sounds like there's something more going on here than what you've told me. Yeah, Madam Schmoopy, um, it just seems a little strange that uh, your ex-boyfriend would send zombies to kill you after so much time. Uh, what are you not telling us? What am I not telling you? Why, what are you implying? That you're not telling me something? Well, if I'm not telling you something, maybe it's for your own good. Have you considered that? Well, here, I'll tell you something that is for your own good, Madam Schmoopy. Alain Caltan was upstairs pounding on the door, and he seemed angry. He almost attacked me. He's a jerk anyway. Uh, I'll talk to him some other time. Please, can you just remove these corpses from my basement, please? Listen here. There are zombies crawling everywhere around here. R resurrected bodies of people that you have resurrected 
That points directly at you. Oh. We want to know what's happening. I resurrect from the toes and the fingers left to me. Yeah. I have nothing to do with these bodies. These bodies died in the mines. Well, right, but they didn't stay dead. And now it's very odd that these bodies that didn't stay dead have come to your place and knocked your door down. I'm getting worked up, and there's an emotional surge happening to me right now (laughs) that I should probably take care of. You should definitely take care of it. Ten. You're able to contain it if you'd like to let it loose. You can do that instead. Might not be the best idea at the moment. All of you in a very closed space. Yeah, it could be bad. (laughs) Uh, I think we're deserved an explanation. All of this is somehow tied together, and we're trying to figure it out. My, my in-laws almost died because of earthquakes that are coming from the mines. Uh, there are zombies wandering around. There's weird things happening in the mines with, with my god, Nyoko Manene, and you're, you're somehow in the middle of it, and you're not telling us something. What is it? You're in my house. You broke through the barrier that I uh, erected to keep my door sealed. Well, we, we thought somebody broke in. We thought somebody broke in and had done harm to you, so we came in to try to help you. We were sure that you'd been murdered and, and were, would be dead when on the floor. You even told me that you you heard the ticking. Yes, but you know the ticking is only for a death by natural causes. Madam, we are going to go talk to Maddox, so I'm sure we'll get the whole story from him. And if you don't want that to be the only story that we hear, whatever he has to say, Maybe you should tell us the whole thing. I'm telling you the truth. Maddox and I were a couple, but I broke up with him when he became obsessed with necromancy and studying whatever's happening in the mines and building his giant tower. I believe he still exists and sent those zombies to destroy me. Why? Because I resurrect the people who go down into the mines, of course. Everybody give me another insight check. Ten. Ten. Six. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys have a favorable relationship with Madame Schmoopy. She's very confident in what she's just told you, and it seems highly plausible. She then says, If you're going to see Maddox, you're going to want to find your other companion. You're going to need him. That's true. Do you know where Buddy is? No. I hardly ever leave my house. The last time I saw any of you was over that... Sneaky meat treat sandwich, which, by the way, gave me heartburn, Wendell. Well, that's hardly my problem. Look, you're being very disagreeable today. I'm going to just take these bodies and go, and good luck with your door, and good luck with any future zombie attacks. You are, you've not been very helpful, Madam Schmoopy. <sighs> this entire interaction has been exhausting. I, I'm going to close up shop until further notice. No resurrections until further notice. She trembles. You can see that... She seems to be quite exhausted. Everyone seems so distraught in this town. What is going on around here? The sheriff is tired. Batima's freaking out. You're losing it. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen Schmoopy rattled like that before. No, everyone in this town. What? Uh, this is this is bad, you guys. I think we <laughs> we got to figure out what's going on here and soon. All right. So, you, do you take the key? Yes, definitely. You take the the great axe and the sword and the shield. Yeah, and the yes. bodies. Is there anything else on there? Uh, no, that's it. And then once we get outside, uh, Wendell's just going to dig a shallow grave and throw the bodies in there. Oh, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> and, and fall into it. <laughs> <laughs>
then what? Do you share all the stuff about what you learned at the hillside inn, I'm sure? Yes, about Bunny and about the being kicked out. Zarp, 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 Cockertop. Oh, I smell a new NPC. I say, well, I mean, everything seems to be pointing to Maddox now. Does everyone think that as well? Oh, yeah. Whether he's alive or not, there's something going on and we have to find out. But first, we have to find Bunny. Yeah. The last person really to see Bunny was Buttercup. She said that Bunny had gone to Mibe to find Roger. We're off to Mibe Estates immediately. So you guys get down to Mibe Beachside Estates or what's left of them. And after a thorough investigation, you discover very little. But you do see tiny footprints in the mud near the edge of what was left of Roger and Buttercup's little place. Those tiny footprints belong to one guy, your friend Bunny DePain. (laughs) They look like they go north on the road back up toward town. Well, it looks like he went this way. I suppose we should follow the footprints. All right. Like a bloodhound, Clubhead keeps his focus on the road, on those tiny footprints that belonged to Bunny DePain, and you follow them back up toward the town. Uh, When you get about... Uh, half a mile, maybe uh, three quarters of a mile away from the town, you notice that the footprints head off toward the shoreline. Now, the shoreline here is not a sandy beach. It's kind of a rocky area, and it's overgrown with brush and and bushes and things like that. I was just going to say, I imagine Clubhead tracking Bunny by making requests of various molds and mildews on the side of the road on the way up, like murmuring to them and we don't really understand what he's doing. Yeah, what what Clubhead does when he's tracking is he gets down on all fours and he starts kind of like walking like uh, like a really creepy like Pinocchio. You know? Like, like a horror movie Pinocchio. Like a hor- Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Muttering to fungus <laughs> along the way and then, like, hearing what they have to say. Oh, yeah, it's nightmare fuel. <laughs> and as uh, Bunny's footprints lead off the road, you guys follow them into the brush closer to the shoreline. You can do another investigation. If you want to take another 10, you can. Who needs to roll when you can just get an automatic 16 plus guidance? A 19! You discover a really cool-looking mushroom and it wants to know your name. Clubhead! That's a great name. I like it. I'm gonna pick you and keep you forever. Oh, yay! A little green mushroom goes into your backpack. <laughs> but none of you find Bunny to paint. But we did find a new mushroom friend, so I guess we're good to go. Okay, we got a fourth party member. We're going to Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> Wendell, you see a footprint and it fills you with a sense of terror because one of the creatures that used to come around the wombat folk community and cause havoc was a knoll. And you see a big knoll footprint. Wow. And not far from it, covered by brush, is the body of Bunny DePain. What? (laughs) We're stopping here, aren't we? No, we're not. Oh, God. Oh. 
Oh my god. You'd expect okay. that we would, but we're not going to say, and that is, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh my god. This isn't the end. Hey, Wendell, check out this uh, green we... mushroom that I found. <clears throat> you guys, I found the, the body. I found his body. I, Wendell rushes over to the pile and starts ripping all the branches off. You found his body? That's a weird way of saying that you found our friend Bunny alive and well. He's no longer Bunny. He's a body. Body to pain. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, is he dead? Is he not alive and well? He is quite dead. What? Guys, I, I hope Madam Schmoopy's still doing resurrections. <laughs> she literally just told you that there were no resurrections until further notice because she was tired. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, okay. Wow. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have another level of emotional uh, dis discharge? Oh my god, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> I would say you would probably take five levels. Wow. Yes, I think you're right. So I think you're up to a six now. I am. A six! Oh my god. So does that mean you make it? No, that means it goes off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Silbeth, distraught, seeing her one of her best friends, Bunny DePain, lying dead on the ground, has a surge. Here we go. Oh, I increase in size again. <laughs> That's familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your favorite one. Oh no, Bunny. <laughs> Silbeth, you're raining on me. Move. <laughs> Enormous tears rain down on the ground by the corpse of Bunny DePain. <laughs> do you do you pick up his body and start cradling it in your giant arms? I hold it. I hold him like a baby. He, he's got like a few crabs picking at him, and like he, he's he's been dead for about a day. I hate those crabs. And I smash them all. Did the crabs kill him? I don't know. Do you investigate? Yeah, we want to investigate his body. All right, everybody give me a medicine check, or one of you can do it with advantage if you get some help. I'm going to do it with guidance and advantage. Help me. I'm figuring it out. I will. All right, I'm going to do my own medicine check. I don't I don't trust the guy who's searching on the ground for random <laughs> mushrooms, so I do my own medicine check. The, the crabs are, are not helpful. Uh, they're scurrying, trying to get away from a giant fist that's pummeling them from so bad. I'm interrogating the crabs. But Wendell, you have experience with corpses. And so as you look Bunny over, you realize that the way that Bunny died was probably uh, several stab wounds. Looks like maybe a dagger. He looks like maybe he was able to get some offense going too, but these stab wounds were too much for him. Stab wounds. He was killed with stab wounds. <gasps> you guys, do you think that Don Goose did it? Don Goose exacted revenge? It's possible. Oh, maybe. Either that or it was a crab with a knife. <laughs> I've seen that in videos. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Do you think it's a coincidence that there's a bunch of gnoll footprints around his body? Maybe they did it. Or maybe Don Goose got gnolls to do it? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, perhaps. Can I make a check about gnolls, what I know about them? Sure. Is that a nature? Nature, yes. Can you also r remind me what somebody said about gnolls? Wasn't it, um, wasn't it, uh, what's his face? Yeah, it was What's-His-Face. Yeah, the, no, the, uh, Alain Caltan, didn't he say something about, no, somebody said something about Knowles. 
sleeping at a remember this. At the bar. You mentioned Knowles during Aaron's like cutaway with Batima over at the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you mean like twenty minutes ago? Uh, yeah. I wasn't paying full attention though because I wasn't supposed to know any of that. Yes, when you were at the hillside inn. Yeah. You were talking to Roger. Yeah. And he explained that he and the Dread Pirate Jed found the treasure chest. Yeah. In the wreckage of his old house. And they took that treasure into town where the Dread Pirate Jed convinced him to stop at the Greasy Lizard and have some celebratory drinks. And then it was while they were there that a couple of gnolls started a fight with Jed. And Jed let his mouth get in the way and eventually they beat Jed and Roger up and took the money. When was that? Okay, and that was... And the, gre- the Greasy Lizard is Don Goose's... In? That is correct. What, Brad? I said, when was that? That would have been yesterday, about the same time that Bunny and uh, Buttercup were at the Gilded Cane. Okay, interesting. So, it is possible that Don Goose hired these gnolls to start that fight, stole Roger's treasure chest, and then murdered Bunny. We have to get to the bottom of this. We have to find these gnolls, and we have to uh, beat them up and ask them what happened. All right, so you got to... 15 on your nature check with guidance about gnolls. What you know about gnolls is that they are big, sometimes as big as like seven feet tall, 350 pounds. They can be aggressive, just like any lineage can be in D&D. They can be very fierce in combat. The first thing we need to do, though, is figure out what to do with Bunny's body. We can't let it be zombified. What if it just somehow becomes zombified because of this crazy island? If only you had made that breakthrough. Yeah. That you are always talking about. When's that going to happen? Oh, I'm close. I am so close. It happens now! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yes! Wendell has a eureka moment, and suddenly you guys are all infused with this feeling that you've achieved another level of potency. I feel more powerful, everybody. His death has filled me with a new sense of... Purpose. Yeah, that happens. And drive and motivation. Yay, it's too bad our friend is dead. Oh, well. And spell slots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys have all leveled up to level five. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Plus, we know we can get him back eventually. Uh, I don't know. I've had people die on me. I think we can be relatively sure he'll come back eventually. You guys are not going to have uh, any more encounters at this point. Okay. You can say like what you're gonna do with Bunny's body and where you're going to go, where you're going to head with it. Well, well I guess we're gonna go to try to find those gnolls. Is that, is that what we should do? Or What I was thinking is that we could animate his corpse, right? Oh. Ah, there we go. That's what we gotta do. Then we could go track down the gnolls and you know, beat them up, find out what happened. And then resurrect Bunny as soon as Madame Schmoopy is, like, not feeling so tired. You guys, the breakthrough. I know how we can figure out what happened. We can talk to the body of Bunny. Ah! I was gonna say, what what level spell is Speak With Dead? Third. And as coincidence would have it, Wendell, you have Speak With Dead and Animate Dead in your spellbook. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's kind of weird, though. Well, I- you know, uh, necromancy is kind of weird, but you just gotta roll with it. I'm going to bring him back just briefly so we can find out what happened. And if it's going to freak you out, maybe you should go take your giant body elsewhere for a few seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I was big. 
<laughs> Just as you say that, the minute passes and your size returns to normal. Uh, okay, I'm back to normal. Oh, thank God. Okay. I know, I was freaking myself out. <laughs> you know that speak with dead will only work on a corpse. And if you animate dead, you can't use speak with dead. So if there was an order to the process, uh, speak with dead would come first. All right, you guys, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak with him first, and then I'm going to animate him so that he can still help us. What is your process for speak with dead? I know there's a verbal, I believe, semantic and material component involved. I, I, what I figured out is that if I burn some uh, of this special weed that I have <laughs> in my uh, spell pack. Yeah, special weed, man. And speak <laughs> certain words that I can speak with the dead. So Wendell starts, Wendell goes into a bit of a trance and starts speaking and after 10 minutes of burning the special weed and mumbling magical words and occasionally punctuated with a whoop whoop the dead pale eyes of Bunny DePayne flicker open and speak with dead is activated and that is where we will end this episode of the Valley of Green Gold Wow, I can't, I can't believe he died. I, I have to admit, I had been thinking about like what might have been going on with uh, Bunny, and this was not an option that came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be completely honest. It wasn't something that I thought was going to happen to him either. Okay, uh, okay. And uh, Dion made choices that I did not foresee, which led to choices being made by other NPCs and stuff. So... Uh, yeah, it's it has become a, a far more uh, amazing story based on the choices that you all are making. So uh, what I'm really excited about is our next session because Dion will be back for that session and will answer your five questions <laughs> as only Bunny DePayne can. Uh, and not only that, if you animate his dead body, Wendell will have control over the zombie bunny to pain. <laughs> How exciting for Wendell to be wow. able to, uh, for the first time, animate a corpse and it's of yes, one of his best friends. <laughs> oh my God. Awesome. And that is episode 39 of the Valley of Green Gold. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for making Rated RPG happen. Eli Chafin, The Misanthrope, and Schmoopy. We extend our deepest gratitude to our gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members, Uglaset, Holly Summers, and John W. Mangrum. Thank you to the Dukes, Turtle and Crow, and thank you to Lord Deputy Fail. We are looking forward to some more rolls on the tables of potentially decent random stuff, and we're very appreciative of your support. Merchant Harbor Gazette friends, too. Thank you, Jackson Wynn, Brian Smallberries, Weary Traveler, Super Justin 64, Spidey Mouse, and GBS Trek, a.k.a. Sean Duncan. Uh, things are getting real spicy on Crow Island. There's zombies roaming the countryside, vicious knolls, out-of-control business tycoons, and the occasional ogre. But we just got word that our good friends Will Parker and Kate Slauson met their doom thanks to the wizard Weary. Uh, he claimed his magical acceleration vests were safe, but they ended up accelerating Will and Kate into two pieces. So their top halves, I, I don't know, who knows, maybe on the moon. But their legs, we put those in the bucket of friends. Gotta stay safe out there, folks. 
On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.